Hey there, and welcome to Mañana Mana, where we will dive deeper into the meanings of scriptures and relate them to current events. Now here are your hosts, Brother James, Moises, and Junior. Welcome back, everybody, to Mañana Mana. Welcome back, Captain James. Good morning, everyone. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right. Another day. I'll say another dollar, but we're going to say another another verse. Another verse, another opportunity. Another opportunity. And for you people that want to talk about, you know, money, another peanut. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so today we're going to be talking an old-time topic, I guess. I've heard so many times, and it's called preaching to the choir. Now, so many times we've, we've probably heard it in the, in the sense of, we're, we're trying to tell some, some, you know, something to somebody that they already know. So what what do they usually say? Preaching to the choir, right? Mm, yeah. So a little bit interesting, you know, fact. So I'm I'm gonna go back because I, I had to do some little fact checking things like that. And so, actually, the original term for it was actually preaching to the converted. And I don't know if y'all ever knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yep. It it was if you were doing the same thing, same concept. But you were preaching to the converted, and then actually, that came over there from uh, from the British English. You know, you know how we do it over here. We had to change it up, tweak it, and so we actually over here in the U.S. made it preaching to the choir. But it all means the same thing. Yeah, I mean, as most of us know, the phrase is and it's meeting. You know, it's like presenting an argument uh, or opinion to someone who's already on your side. So yeah, it's like yeah, a convert choir. You know, tomato, tomato. That's right. Or potato, potato. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> but but I, I'll tell you this. the One of the negative side effects that has happened to it happened because of that. And, and I'm going to give the background of what kind of kicked off this topic. Uh, Brother James or Captain James ha- had called me one day and we were having a conversation. And, and, and I was just going over just not really the scripture, but just kind of just some, some some supporting stuff coming you know out of the bible and uh, and I stopped mid sentence and I said oh, I don't I don't need to tell you this I'm I'm preaching to the choir and he made a good point he said you know but even the choir needs to hear it every now and then and I really felt like the spirit quickened me and said that's it mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know how else to explain it but from that is what led to the to to this podcast that we're going to be talking about today so so we're going to dive right in. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that conversation as it was uh, maybe a month ago. Oh, wait. It was a month ago. Uh, <laughs> but, no, really more like yesterday because it's been a, a, a ever so ringing and heaviness on me uh, that a lot of people just kind of throw to the wayside because, you know, what, what transpired in that conversation was I, I was down. I, I was having a super rough day and um, I had pulled up the text, you know, of us sitting there, you know, the podcast and I was just kind of scrolling through some of the stuff, you know, we were using each other to encourage and um, I was uh, just kind of pulled down the thing and I called you, you know, um, just luck of the draw there, brother Moses, it wasn't <laughs> nothing personal. Uh <laughs> And, you know, he, he, he uplifted, and I, th- I think it was a spirit just because of the way things were rolling. Um, and he, he launched into Scripture and, and, and going with it, and I was like, man, 
you could tell the spirit was all over that. And then he stopped mid-sentence, like he said. And, and, you know, he's like preaching to the choir. And I was like, oh. I was like, man, I ain't never been referred to a choir before. <laughs> but, um, no, we need that. And he looks like it kind of works in two ways, right? Like, say, in junior, you know, as he's, as he's talking to you and he's feeling those, you know, those feelings as far as the words that he needs to share with you. But then, I guess, in a way, he kind of caught himself. He's like, well, what am I you know, wasting my time? You already know this. But, hey, at the other side, you feeling that, you may already know that, but it's, it's a great reminder. You know, it's a great feeling to have that. Uh, not only just for, for what you're feeling, but if you're not even feeling anything, it's just, a, it's just sweet to hear what God can do. And not only that, as, as us, we're growing together in, in the walk with God, in our spiritual walk. Um, it's just amazing to see the changes, the snaps at times, right? The changes that we can, that we have in the growth, right? But uh, it's just the raw, the love that we have towards God. And it's just amazing, the connection that I, it reminds me, right? And, and, and it's just inspiring because it brings everything together as far as what God is doing with us. Yeah, and it really, and I really got to thinking about it. It was immediate as we we're talking, right? I, so I even had to sit down as soon as you said that and the spirit just started and, and I sat down and it, it almost went into like, just like that Wi-Fi download. Right. And, and I just really felt like God was just opening up the scripture and giving examples in the scripture. And I was like, man, I was like, I think as a body of Christ, we've really created a hindrance on this, right? Because of a simple phrase as you're preaching to the choir and it has become a hindrance and so I really started thinking about some of those examples, like, like, like I just said. And so, you know, first off, I was thinking about the disciples. So you're, you're talking about the, these disciples, these men walked with Jesus daily, talked with him daily, saw miracles daily. If you would think anybody was going to be pumped up, you would think, I mean, I don't know if you all remember who the power team was or is, that they'd go around church to church. It was these big these big old muscle heads that would like tear apart uh, phone books and bend rebars for church. Oh man, I got to show y'all some of them clips, but yeah, they were called the power team. So if any, if it, if anything, I thought the disciples should be like the power team. And, but it, but if, if you really think about it, they had so many times that they were just struggling in their walk with, with Jesus. And so, you know, even the disciples needed to be reminded, right? So in, in John 14, one, he tells the disciples, hey, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And can you imagine at that moment? So little context there. Jesus is telling them this after he just told he just told them, hey, one of you is a traitor. And that all of them, you know, at some point or another, they're going to deny him and that he would just leave them that night. And can you imagine how the disciples felt? You know, we, we've heard it so many times, right? Like. Uh, the disciples gave up their careers. Some of them hadn't been home for a year, two, three years. And then now for Jesus to come up and say, hey, one of y'all is going to be a traitor. Y'all are going to deny me. Y'all are going to scatter. Can you imagine how, how down they felt? Yeah, no doubt. You know, and that, it, it, you're right. That was the power team. That's the 12 that Jesus picked to change the world. That's the one that was going to be wrote down in that Bible, right? But we all need to hear it from time to time. Jesus had to remind them. Paul had to remind, what do you, I mean, the epistles. That's what that was. It was letter to churches saying, hey, 
this is going to happen to you. I was there. He's, he, he was one of the main apostles. Paul, I mean, he, he wrote most of the New Testament, right? So given that, no matter how powerful you think someone may be, we all have our struggles. We all are going through that storm because Jesus said, he promised us, there's going to be tribulations in this world, you know? Uh, he offers peace in him, right? But let me not go down that rabbit hole too much. Um, so basically what I'm saying is no matter, and, and the more that you, the more that you go through life and you see these people who are power houses that in your mind for Christ, just picture it like this. The more that you're doing for Christ, the bigger that bullseye is on their back. Now, whatever responsibility you have in that ministry, you know that people are looking towards you. So you have a responsibility to promote that look. So the enemy's going to be throwing these mega storms their way. Don't be afraid because the spirit will guide you to talk to these people and say, hey, give them a scripture. Give them this. And he'll, he'll guide you. You ain't got to worry about that. But when you feel that feeling, even just going up to someone and grabbing their hand or touching their shoulder and saying, hey, God's got you. Or I'm praying for you. It means a world. And the, one of the things that, that when we read that, right, when it were, where the, the, the apostles were troubled by that and worried, right? right? Uh, it, it takes you to they're the human in them. Um, even though, we're, you know, they, they walk with Jesus. It's still that separation between Jesus and and then the human of them, and then that in turn it's it's kind of, I guess, a comforting because you know I, I mean, yeah we put them in this some sort of pedestal or something or that they're I mean even though they did that had their powers but I mean it's they're humans at the end of the day, and as as you feel that is you know uh, you go through that it, it's just you're gonna be different right uh, and then that's where where Jesus goes out there and do, don't let your heart be troubled right. To believe in God and believe also in Him, you know. We're talking about the disciples there. You brought up Paul, and you know one of the references that I'm thinking about in in First Corinthians one four, that didn't stop with just the disciples. Right. It didn't yeah. stop with the with the twelve disciples there. Paul is saying, "Hey, look, for everybody moving forward, you're gonna need this. You're gonna need that comfort. You're gonna need some words. You're gonna be down. You're gonna be persecuted. This is gonna happen." And Paul is saying that, hey, in those times, you need to know that God is there. You have the spirit with you. You have this. You, ha you have all these tools. But, Brother James, you and I both know you can have all the tools. That doesn't mean that you're never going to be down. That doesn't mean you're never going to be downhearted, downcast. Uh, and, and there's so many scriptures that, that remind us of that. Yeah. And so... And that's why I was dumbfounded in the sense of how did I not see that before? You know, how did I not see that before that uh, we're supposed to be preaching to the choir? Right. You know what I mean? And and but it, it doesn't it doesn't stop just with uh, it doesn't just stop with the disciples. It didn't didn't stop with the apostles and everything move forward, uh, moving forward. It was also, you know, for the unbelievers, because even Jesus said, you know, about this. If you if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes, we got to get that same hope and we got to get that same message out to 
you know, to the unbelievers as well. And, and this was one of those other references when I sat down, uh, Brother James, as, as you and I were talking, was, you know, when the father had come up to Jesus to, to heal his son because the disciples couldn't do it. The disciples were praying for, for his son and, and it couldn't happen, right? Or they, they weren't, you know, able to make it happen. And so they went beyond the disciples and went straight to the source. Yeah. You know, he went straight to the source, but not just him. Think about the woman of Samaria at the well. I mean, I, I could go all these... I could go down all this list of, of individuals who weren't the disciples at the time right. that still needed that hope. Right. You know, before we, well, before I got into that, uh, like it's so easy. It's so easy. And I think we've talked about it in another, uh, one of the past episodes to let that, that devil gain a foothold, that separation, because you know, you, you, you're, you're doing these things and you know, it's almost like the devil, uses the good things to pump our pride right and a lot of those unbelievers will see this pride but what happens is with the pride we're like oh man we start to get this feeling like you know god's definitely on my side so then we almost start to insert a self-worth into this right and it kind of divides us i mean he's he's lame he's got a couple tricks in his bag and they're all lame but if we let them come apart, you know, if they let, if we let them work, we're going to get separated. And that's what the non-believer sees, you know? Um, so in Proverbs, and we all know that as the book of wisdom, you do this and this is going to happen. One of my favorite, and I'm, I, I know y'all hear this at the Friday night meetings, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron, Right. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, okay? Uh, and when you when you sharpen iron, iron sharpen iron, there's going to be sparks sometimes too, you know? It's not going to always go over well. Um, but in Colossians 4, 6, it always says, let your speech be with grace and season with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person, you know? Uh, and that the only way you're going to be able to do that is to get in that Bible, right? To read the Bible uh, and pray. You've got to stay connected with God. And I guess where I'm trying to get with this is like you ourselves must stay in that Bible. And when you see another brother or you see somebody slipping, witness, witness to them. But do so in a way. I mean, let that light shine through you. Pray about it first before you even talk it to them. You're going to feel that pull because the Spirit's going to, when it, when it when it's pointed out to you, you're going to feel that pull because that love between each other, how it's supposed to be, you know, and live that 27-17 life. <laughs> and the, but, but the main thing is we, we need to stay in communication, right? I mean, just like God says as far as to make sure that everybody is okay. And in return, as we do have something going on in our lives, even though it's basic and it's common and it's all the things that repeat ourselves, we need to share that with somebody because, you know, uh, it's comforting that, like, say, Junior might have it, that same problem or same situation. And it's comforting that we can come along and go back to where God, you know, uh, to, to the word of God to give us the comfort to remind us who to belong to yeah. and who do we need to trust to. And bottom line is is just something that always should bring us back to to god in our knees you know and you know like in deuteronomy uh, 3 31 6 it says to be strong and courageous 
Do not be afraid or tremble at them, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you, and he will not fail you or forsake you. So that's just an amazing faith that we just need to back and remind us and comfort each other. And I want to take a half a step back because this is a, a comment that you make in a lot of our podcasts, even off the podcast when you, you know, you call the devil lame and, and he's full of his tricks. And it's what I think is funny, not even funny, but what I think is, it's, it's crazy is that he's lame and he's been using the same tricks for thousands of years, but how does he keep still tripping us up with the same old the same old tricks and and here's what here's what you know I, I was thinking about so i don't know a month and a half ago or something like that i woke up on a saturday morning first thing on my mind was uh was our pastor and so i was like huh okay i don't know what that's about so i just sent him a text hey brother hope you're doing good and have a blessed day that was it i thought about him about two or three more times so prayed you know did, did, did a prayer for him yeah. that afternoon I actually ran into him at the grocery store, which I never run into our pastor anywhere. And, right. and I did, and I just did the, Hey, how you doing? You know, the, the, you know, I saw he had hands full of, you know, bags of groceries. So I didn't want to slow him down. And he left, you know, he got in his car and left. And then I just felt like, man, I should have prayed for him. Like something just told me, like, I've been thinking about him since I rolled out of bed, uh, you know, was praying for him throughout the day. And I don't think it was by any coincidence that I ran into him right. and it was that same thing though. When I saw him, I was like, I knew I needed to pray for him, but I was like, ah, oh, he's the pastor. You know, I, I don't need to pray, right. you know, with him, you know, I, I'm doing my part because I was praying, you know, when God put him on my mind and man, I talk about feeling uh, heaviness. And then the next day it was Sunday morning. And, and after the service, I went up to him and I said, man, I, I need to apologize. And I said, I need, you know, I felt to, to pray for you. And I said, when I text you this, you know, and I explained the whole situation and he's, you know, and he had told me that he was going through something that mm -hmm. day. And then he said, and he reminded me too. He said, look, don't ever feel like I'm so high above you that you can't come and pray for me. He's like, I need all the prayer I can get. Right. Right. And he's absolutely right. And so without even thinking about it, I've been holding on to this, not preaching to the choir for, for so long, but that's one of those lame tricks. Yeah. You know, that the devil, you know, puts on. And, and if you think about it, how many times does that happen to members of a church? Oh, I can't go pray for this person. That's the pastor or, you know, oh, that's the leadership. That's the elders of the church. But but if you if you look in the Bible, where does it say there's nothing that says don't go pray for your pastor. Don't go pray for the elders of the church. There's nothing that says that. And yet we've accepted this concept that we we can't do it. So that's that's that lame yeah, that's that lame. That's that lame you? stuff. I mean, look at Paul. What did he do? He he went down to all these places, uh, Ephesus, Corinth, uh, all these places. He set up churches, right? The bishops and all this. He still had to write them letters. He still had to pray for them. You know what? He got prayed for too. You know, um, we're still human. We are all the same. We are on this battlefield. We are all part of the body. We need prayer. Mm -hmm. So when the spirit tells you and guides you, pray for them. And like I was saying earlier, just just all it does is say, hey, look, if, if they if they if you're tied up, if they're tied up and they can't hold a prayer, just talk to them. You know, say, hey, look, I'm praying for you. Give them that word, you know, 
and I, I'm going to tell you straight up, it doesn't take but maybe 20, 30 seconds to let out a good prayer, you know? And, uh, you know, again, uh, I guess when you, when you think as a pastor or leaders of the church, right, that uh, what can you pray for them if they're not knowing, right? Their prayers are a whole lot better than ours or their power in the sense, I guess, and you know, that they've been there the anno- so long that the power compared to ours is, right. is so different from us. Then who are we to pray for them? Mm. And that's where we need to take them off that pedestal because at the end of the day, right, we're all equal yep. in God's eyes. And they all have the same needs that we have. And especially our pastor, you know, it's always, I mean, not, you know, to imagine uh, and that, but it is, you know, it, we, we should, because we, I, I will be in the same shoes that you were like, how am I going to, you know, just stop here? He's the pastor. Right. Uh, but he, he, he might just need that. Right. He just yeah. needs that. It, and, and it's a tough thing because he, as, as I would imagine as a pastor, it's a hard thing because a lot of people will have to expect a lot from you. Right. Mm. Because, you know, like, again, they put him in a pedestal and, and they forget that he's that he's human, that is fault, but not to forget that he loves God, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and that he will make mistakes, but he also we should forgive, and we should also do part to to bring him up, to continue to carry on. It's not just down, but it's on the way up too, right? You know, I mean, putting yourself out there, you know, you 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 paint that big bullseye on your back. You're yep. representing. You are leading a congregation. You know, you're a sub, like um, you're a sub. What, what was a doctor's assistant you said uh, yeah. the other podcast there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. you know and for us to uh, deny him the prayer that God has urged us to give him I mean we're supposed mm-hmm. to support him be his armor bearer through the battle you know just like you know, the knights if you want to go medieval on it mm-hmm. uh, they he always had that guy that was there ready to throw him some new armor or you know give him his weapon when he got in ready for battle and that's our job and that doesn't just stand for the pastor like we were saying and i don't want to beat a dead horse because you beat a dead horse too long it starts getting stinky but (laughs) you just want to go with it every part of our body you know the christ's body the church help pray you know and even you know it it, it feels like sometimes I, i i feel like you know what i haven't talked to them in a while let me go pray for them you know, just see them passing or whatever. Just pray for them. They, you know, just tell them. Give them an encouraging word. Let them know that God is here. Remind them that God is here. He's got your back, Isaiah 41.10. It's a pro- command and promise, right? Sometimes a lot of people need that. And I run the risk of rambling on here. But we have an amazing thing. Like when I first got saved, man, God was showing me all of these scriptures, left and right. And I was like, okay, well, these got to be staple scriptures here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Isaiah 41, 10. These are great, great scriptures, you know. Um, kind of thought it was like the John three sixteen. These people have been in church forever, you know. And so when I start talking, you know, Proverbs 27, 17. So when I start talking to people and I'm like, yeah, it's just like Proverbs 27, 17. And they're like, crickets. I'm like, yeah, you know, iron sharpens iron or... Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And the crazy thing about it was these were people who were in the church for a while. But because we get so carried on with our daily lives and there's a little separation every time that we, we don't focus on the word, you know, or we let that, that little foothold be taken, 
by the enemy. And now we're in a spot where we don't, we should know this Bible. And I look, man, I'm, I'm just as guilty as everybody. I'm not perfect, but we're supposed to be studying that. So as a family member, you would help your brother and your sister of flesh. It's the same thing as in the spirit. Help them. You know what would help you if somebody came and touched you and said, I'm praying for you. God is with you. Just keep that in mind because we're supposed to love them as we love ourselves. So what would, what would it make us feel good? Spread that. You know, it makes me think of uh, when the Israelites were, were in the middle of the battle. And as long as Moses kept his hands up, they were winning. And every time that his hands were dropping, they were losing the battle. And then they came and helped him, you know, to lift his arms up, you know. And that's no, that's, that's no different. Just because there's not a physical battle that we see somebody helping, you know, or, or guiding. Right. Doesn't mean there's not a, 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 a spiritual battle, you know, going on in the background that, that they don't need someone to, to lift up their arms, you know. And, and, and Jesus, you know, when he paid the, the price for us, he uh he gave us that access to be able to help each other in that way right so uh he created that clear pathway you know for god to use us for every member of the body so in matthew 27 51 when uh you know when he when he died on the cross it says at that moment that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom mm. and this wasn't no no little walmart kmart little clearance curtain that we're talking about this this curtain about 60 feet in length i mean i guess you want to get technical it's 40 cubits but yeah about 60 feet in length the purpose of that that curtain of that veil was to keep a separation yeah right so it it kept the the people on the outside who shouldn't be on the inside right right but when, when jesus paid the price it made that that separation you know go away and yet here we are you know 2000 years later we're still talking about a separation yeah. right you know of and, and it's and, and it's again it's one of those those lame tricks you know that the, that the devil has has put in you know but but even in that moment um i, I would even you know and, and hey look if i I'm, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious or blasphemy or anything like that however you want to say it but but i feel you know, even Jesus needed that comfort when he was on the cross. Yeah. Because there was a point in time when he felt distant from his own, you know, from his own father. Because he said, all right, here, here comes my, here comes, you know, when I mess up a, a word for the podcast. But he <laughs> said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, but he said that in that moment. And, but that, you know, and, and when I was studying for this, that wasn't the only time that was ever said in the Bible. And I didn't know that. So in Psalms 22, the writer saying the same thing. And so whether if it was the writer of Psalms, whether if it was Jesus on the cross or us sitting around the round table right now, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty of times that we felt that we have felt that separation. And man, what it would have been, Brother James, if in that moment, somebody would have came up to me and said, I'm praying for you. Mm. I know you I know you're a member of the church. I know you do this. I know you do podcasts. But I'm praying for you. Like you always say, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, man, I I just, it happened to me uh, last Sunday, man. And I was starting to, man, who keeps letting that person cutting onions? See, <laughs> this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. So with that scripture, I did a little studying on it. The veil that was torn 
it separated the holy place from the most holy place in the temple where God resided in the temple. Uh, it was a vivid demonstration when it was torn of the separation between God and man. Okay. Uh, notably, the veil was torn from top to bottom and it was God doing the tearing. He's like, you know, this is this is me. It wasn't just no man-made tear. This was, ugh, and all of his omnipotence, if you will. I like that word. Um, so the violent tearing suggests that the anger of God, whose spirit burst forth from the sanctuary and his sovereign reaching out to save his people and engulf the enemies of his people. Um, so Jesus' ministry had ended Right, that's it, it. Signified that his ministry, of his time on earth, right? I mean, because we're all sharing his ministry. That's what we. The gospel is what we spread. Um, but his time on earth had ended, and the graves tore it re, uh, rent, as it states in Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve, and it says, "I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel." And that was for every one of his children, every human being. Was I'm going to take you to the land of Israel, the promised land. So the death of Jesus was shown to an effect, a major change in natural order. Uh, the sun lost the light. The Holy of Holies lost its exclusiveness to his people. And the grave lost its dead. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, who uh, I'm just kind of getting to know a little bit. I've heard some quotes of his. He was a... Uh, dare I say, rock star preacher back in the 1800s. He stated that it is not a slight rent through which we may see a little, but it is a rent from top to bottom. There is an entrance made for the greatest sinners. If there had only been a small hole cut through, the lesser offenders might have crept through. But what an act of abundance, uh, abounding, abounding, abounding mercy is this, that it was split in the middle so that the chief of sinners may find ample passage. And I mean, that that's, it's amazing, you know, just, just thinking and reliving that. But I mean, even me, this six foot four, 280 pound, you know, guy from Louisiana is now able to have everlasting life and, and be able to call him Abba Father or Daddy. Daddy. In a way, uh, you know, when that happened, it's, it's, you kind of look at it as Jesus created that bridge, right? That connection with God and us uh, through His sacrifice and that cross. Uh, so it's it's just a, it's a great feeling that, that that He gave us that power, right? That love that He had for us, yeah. and that we should share that and always remind ourselves for that. That you know, again, that we're human, but because of Him, you know, uh, the devil has been defeated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I just want to kind of say this, like, you know, what you were saying, it kind of brought up this idea. You like to say that. And I mean, it's amazing in this thing. But uh, so I just want to let y'all know, like, this is seriously like, even though when we're not recording, this is the conversations we have, the type mm -hmm. of conversations. We were just finished talking about witnessing to that pastor or whatever level they came in, you know, or putting them up on a pedestal. They're human. Take a look at your life and where you are in your ministry for Jesus, right? What about those people that are coming in underneath you? What about those people that are, that are just coming in off the streets, right? Love them. 
Show them the same amount of love as you have for your pastor. Because that's the second greatest commandment, right? The greatest commandment is love God with all your being, soul, flesh, everything, right? The second one is love your neighbor as you would love yourself. And that's those people that are coming in. That's those people that are just coming in. It doesn't matter what they look like, smell like, whatever. Those are the people that we are supposed to be reaching. And even though we're supposed to be preaching to the choir, right? You know, I just finished up a class for discipleship in the, in the, in, you know, for my college course. And there, it, it speaks of that. And as you grow in your spiritual growth, not only that, and as you go through discipleship through your church, it is everybody's responsibility. Like in the military, if you remember, obviously in ranks, as you get higher in rank, you make sure that that new coming from the boot camp kids that you teach them. Yeah. So they can learn and they'll eventually become, you know, the rank that you come. And as you go up, you also teach them, you know, that. And it's the same way in, in discipleship, right? As you, you grow and mature and you're spiritual and as new newcomers come, don't forget about that. And then, you know, have that faith to go out and start teaching them and, and giving your testimony. It's as simple as that. Hey, bro, I remember when I was there, you know, that in the struggles that you have and encourage them that what you've seen and experienced as you go up to the to the altar and the difference and the power that it has yeah. you know um it, it, it is important it's everybody's job not just the pastor right not sure. just the leaders of the church not just so and so because they're anointed right mm-hmm. it's you are anointed you yeah. have been washed by the blood of jesus christ Amen. when you're baptized and you've received the holy ghost Thank it you. is your job you have the power because you are Jesus. You know, but that's where it becomes where Jesus Christ, you belong to him, mm-hmm. you know. So take that entitlement, earn it, yeah. you know. Don't let that that um that sacrifice it did on the cross to go, you know, to be wasted. Respect it. Earn it. Mm. Man, I had to take a pause for a commercial break. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mm. you're right. So, I, I like what you were saying. Uh, I mean, man, I love both of y'all were saying. Jeez. As you were talking about what Charles Spurgeon said, basically that that, that rent, that that tear was was so big that any, the biggest of sinners, right, could could come through there. You know, just if, if you think about it, you know, what that did is right now there's this social distancing, right? Everybody's got to be six feet apart, whatever, 100 feet apart, football field apart. I don't know. <laughs> but when jesus died and that veil tore when that that curtain got ripped from the top to the bottom that eliminated spiritual distancing mm, come so on. there is no gap now That's there is right. no excuse and, and and i'm preaching to myself right now there is nothing that should ever stop me from praying for someone in my church someone in my community somebody in this world there is nothing that should ever stop me that old lame devil should yeah. never mm-hmm. ever be able to get into my head because then it, it's almost making Jesus make, making his sacrifice in vain That's right. because he died for one of the reasons was to was to tear that that separation and which and I know that sounds like an oxymoron right I'm going to tear the separation but he he tore that separation yeah. to bring us all together right. and, and not just the body of Christ but but for the, for the lost as well, because yep. that's what Jesus said, right? He said, "I didn't come for the for for the well. I came for the sick, right? I didn't come for the found. I came for the lost." And so, and I, and I'm paraphrasing it, but that's that was his intention, right? So right. it's not just it's not just for you know the body of Christ, but it's it's for 
for the unbeliever as well. Yep. But I don't want us to forget about the believer or the unbeliever because again, it's not it's going to go against what the purpose that Jesus had. So, so again, this is a reminder to everybody that uh, the the choir needs it. The choir needs to hear that 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 preaching. They need to hear the word from you. If God's putting it on your heart, if the Spirit's putting it on your heart to to minister to somebody, to pray for somebody, um, don't hesitate. Don't think twice. Don't question it. Because we said this before, our flesh isn't going to tell us to go pray for somebody. Our flesh isn't going to tell us to uh, to do these things. So if it's coming on us, it's it's you know you most likely you know just tell yourself, hey, look, that's the spirit, that's God leading me to do that. So it's that time, gentlemen. I'm about to say it. So as we're wrapping this up, anything you want to wrap it up with, Captain James or Brother Moses? I actually, I I think we actually got it all in. Um, that last little piece there, man, you got it. It, it. it doesn't matter. We're all equals. Follow the spirit. Be sensitive to his touch. And don't just think that he will talk to you all. Look, I heard it one time, and I think it was Jeff Arnold that said this. Oh, shameless plug again. Uh, but he said he would touch. And when you hear God's voice, it's usually because you've been ignoring his touch. That voice is on, you know, when you hear that voice, it's because you've been denying that touch. So I, I, I've always, since I heard that, I, I try to be sensitive to his touch and just know that whenever you get that urge, that feeling, just do it. I'm not going to do it. That, that, that name <laughs> don't, drop. Don't do it. <laughs> but let me read to you guys uh, Jesus' prayer for all the believers, right? I want to end that with that as far as my part. Yeah. So, uh, and this says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will, be, who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, that they may be one as we are one in them and that you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. You have it. It's there. You know, don't take it for granted. Man, man, if this mic wasn't on a on a boom right now, it would have dropped it right there. Yeah, man. Roger that. Wow. Mm. So if you're listening, uh, manana mana. 2021 at gmail.com send in your prayer request if uh here i'll spell it out m-a-n-a-n-a m-a-n-n-a 2021 at gmail.com and be sure that you're subscribing to us on whatever that you're listening to amazon music spotify whatever it is and we're just just know we're praying for everybody that's out there um and we pray that that today's today's message today's podcast will be a blessing to you and uh it's just going to be able to lift you up 
just that much more today. God bless you, everybody. God God bless, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Mañana Mana. We pray you are blessed and that you may find strength through it. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, or any other podcast where available. 